Now, the next thing that we have to look at, we have to look at the balance sheet, okay? How is the company performing financially? And so this is really the second thing that you wanna look at because when you look at this balance sheet, this could really truly save you a lot of time and a lot of headache and a lot of effort because if this balance sheet is poor and this balance sheet is not where it needs to be, then you can go ahead and just scrap this company. We're done with it. We can move on to the next business that we can try to find out. And so there's certain things that we want to look at on this balance sheet. The first thing is the current assets, right? The total current assets in relation to the total current liabilities. Okay, so what does that mean? The total current assets are the assets that are due to the company. That means money that will be due to the company within the next 12 months, okay, the next year. Same thing for total current liabilities. That is the money that the company owes, okay, within the next year. And what we want is we want the total current assets to be greater than the total current liabilities because what this tells us is that the company is in a very, very good solvent position. If something happened and they needed to pay off all of their current liabilities, if the total current assets are greater than the total current liabilities, they could pay those off and they could still be in business. And so we are looking at, we are pretty much looking at the numbers from the last quarter that Tesla just reported. And the company has about $40.9 billion in current assets and about $36.4 billion in current liabilities. And so there's a term that you might want to make sure that you keep in mind and that is current ratio. Okay. And current ratio is pretty much going back to what I just said. It pretty much takes the total current assets and it divides it by the total current liabilities. You want that current ratio to be greater than one. As long as it is greater than one, we are in a good position, okay? If you if you find a business that has a current ratio of, a, of two to one or three to one, or in some cases, maybe even four to one, that's one that you need to consider. And so for me, I need to see the total current assets greater than the total current liabilities. There, there may be certain situations in certain cases to where that may be an exception depending on the company, but in general, you want to make sure that your total current assets are greater than your total current liabilities. And so after I look at that, what I want to look at is I want to look at the cash in relation to the debt that the company has. And so the company has about $22 billion in cash. And, and that's very, very good. And this is the one thing that people tend to forget about Tesla. Tesla has a lot of cash on its balance sheet. But let's also look at the debt. What kind of debt does this company have, okay? And when we look at the debt, the debt that the company has, the, the company has about $1.5 billion in long-term debt. And it has about $1.5 billion in short-term debt. And so the company has a little over $3 billion in debt. So the company has $22 billion in cash, but it has $3 billion in debt. That heavily outweighs, okay, the, the cash heavily outweighs the debt. So I am not worried about this company going out of business at all. And that's why I like to look at the cash versus the debt, because it tells me if something needed to be paid immediately, 
Tesla has plenty of cash in reserves to be able to handle that. Another thing I want to look at too is going to be the total stockholders equity. Now the total stockholders equity, think about it in this way. If the company liquidated everything today, if, if the company closes doors, liquidated everything today, this is the number that this is the amount of money that would be due to the to the stockholders of this company and the company and, and the stockholders will, will receive 44.7 billion dollars collectively now that's very very good and so when we look at all of these numbers when we look at the total current assets when we look at total current liabilities when we look at the cash and when we look at the debt and when we look at the total stockholders equity we want to look at this from a year over year perspective so in this red column this is telling us what the company was doing as of december 31st 2022 but we want to measure it against what was the company doing in that same time frame a year prior so the company had about 17.7 billion dollars in cash which which you know year over year tesla has grown that number in terms of in terms of debt in terms of debt the company had 5.2 billion dollars in long-term debt it had about 1.5 billion dollars in short-term debt those two numbers are actually lower so pretty much they are lowering their debt they are eliminating debt year over year okay the stockholders equity about 30.1 billion dollars last year and then they ended up with $44.7 billion. So they are increasing this number. So they are increasing their cash year over year. They are increasing, they are increasing the cash year over year. They are increasing their total current assets year over year, right? And they are increasing the total stockholders equity year over year, but they are reducing the amount of debt that they have year over year. Now, this is very, very solid. And this is a very, very solid balance sheet. And this is one of the ones you might want to print out and put out on your refrigerator because this is the type of balance sheet. This is the quintessential balance sheet that you would like to see for a company. And so as long as the balance sheet starts off solid, now we can move on into other metrics. And now we're not wasting our time by doing more research. So after we look at the balance sheet, let's look at the statements of operation. Okay. And this is going to tell us, and let's just go, let's just go down the entire list. Okay. Let's look at the revenue, right? The revenue, how much money is the company generating? The company generated about $20 billion from automotive sales, and it had about 21.3 billion in terms of total automotive revenue. And the company had about $1.3 billion in terms of energy generation and storage. So that goes back to the business summary. Remember, remember where they said that the business was broken up into two different segments. Companies have to report revenue in segments. Okay. And that's what they are doing right here as they are doing with everything else and any other pieces of revenue that, that they may be getting. So for total revenue, the company had $24.3 billion in total revenue for this particular quarter. Now, the cost of revenues, now, now, you know, the cost of revenues tells us, okay, we know that we made the money. The cost of revenues is telling us how much is it costing us to make the money. And when you're starting out in the stock market, what you want to do is you want to pick companies that are profitable, right? So the revenue needs to outweigh the cost of the revenue. And so pretty much the company had about $18.5 billion in total cost of revenue. So when you take that total revenue minus the total cost of revenues, 
the company have 5.77 billion dollars in cash in, in gross profit okay which is very very solid 5.7 billion dollars in gross profit year over year this is better than what they had this time last year which was 4.8 billion dollars so the company is doing better from a gross profit perspective the company is also doing better from a total revenues perspective which is very very good so after we look at our gross profit number we have our operating expenses the company had about 1.8 billion dollars in operating expenses so that means that the company ended up having 3.9 billion dollars in terms of income from operations which you could also say operating income okay which is very very good because it's much greater than the 2.6 billion dollars that the company had in q4 2021 then the net income the net income attributable to common stockholders was 3.687 billion dollars which breaks down to a dollar and 18 cents per share this is good because this is better than what the company had in Q4 2021. They only had $2.321 billion, okay, in net income. And they and that pretty much broken down to 76 cents per share, which it shows that the company is growing the total revenues year over year. They're growing their gross profit year over year. They're growing their operating income year over year. And they're growing the net income, the bottom line number that Wall Street and the shareholders care about. And so this right here is the statement of cash flows. And so this pretty much tells us, OK, how is the company moving money? So we see cash flows from operating activities, cash flows from investing activities, cash flows from financing activities. And so this is going to fluctuate. This is going to fluctuate quarter over quarter, year over year. We just want to make sure that we don't see anything that is necessarily glaring out to us. And so we see that down here at the bottom, the cash and cash equivalents that the company had at the beginning of the period was about $20 billion. But the company ended up having at the end of the period, $16.9 billion. And so the company did report some losses in terms of the net cash from investing activities financing activities and they did have this this 2.191 billion dollar loss that they're showing in terms of changes in operating assets and liabilities net of effective business combinations and so when you look at this you just want to see if there's anything glaring if there's something glaring to you i think that what you should do is you should go listen to the most recent company's quarterly earnings report and see what management says about the company's cash flow because at the end of the day what's probably going to happen is that there's going to be analysts that are going to see the same things that you might see and so the analysts are going to ask those questions for you all you have to do is just listen interpret it and just interpret it like an investor and just act and take those data points in accordingly so the last slide that I want to look at is the reconciliation of gap to non-gap financial information. And so I really want to break down, make sure that we know what is gap and what is non-gap. First of all, gap is an acronym that stands for generally accepted accounting principles, right? Non-gap are non-generally accepted accounting principles. And so the SEC has certain regulations. Gap financials are recognized by the SEC non-gap financials are not recognized by the sec and so this isn't something that i'm going to spend a whole lot of time on the only thing that i really truly care about 
is right here at the bottom. And, and let me go down to the year over year gap numbers because I believe the year over year gap numbers will provide a little bit more context around the business. And so at the bottom, we see the automotive gross, the automotive gross margin. Okay, so what really is gross margin? Gross margin shows the percentage of revenue that exceeds a company's cost of goods sold. It illustrates how well a company is generating revenue from the cost involved in producing their products and services. And so when the gross margin is increasing, that means that the company is generating more money, generating more profit that's providing what more net income to the shareholders. If the gross margin is going down and continuing to go down, that means that the net income that the stockholders are getting, they're not going to be able to receive much of that at all. And so when we go to 2018, the company had 23.4% in automotive gross margin and 21.7% in automotive gross margin when you exclude the regulatory credit sales. Because when you're selling electric vehicles, you get tax credits in the United States. And so the 21.7% excludes those regulatory credit sales. But as you can see, there was some dips along the way, but nevertheless, it has been growing because in, because in 2022, automotive gross margin was 28.5%. When you take out the credits, it was 26.7%. It was less than where it was in 2021, but it wasn't by that much. And it was greater than where it was in 2018. So we see that the company is doing better over a long-term time span in terms of generating money and generating profit.